Hello and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast. My name is Michael and we are back for the first time in like over two years with Econ Fundamentals. And this is the show where we talk about currently crowdfunding campaigns for TTRPG projects. Things that we have found that we are interested in that we think maybe you would want to take a look at as well. I am one of your hosts, Michael. You can find me, of course, on the internet, mostly at the RPG Academy. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email the show, whether that's maybe a project you yourself are about to launch or a project that you're interested in at therpgacademy at gmail.com. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host Larry. Larry, say hello to everyone. Hi, good morning, everyone. How are you today? Uh, I can be found on Twitter at uh, Mumphrey999, and I've got uh, some, uh, shoot, I'm sorry, I've got some Kickstarters here that uh, we want to share with you today. Fantastic. And again, Larry, are you currently involved in any projects, that, you know, not only crowdfunding, but, you know, blogging or podcasting that people might be interested in? I've been on my first uh, at-home campaign that I've actually been running. Uh, it's a fifth edition game I've been running for several months now, and I've been uh, trying to get a weekly podcast up on um, Mumphrey's Musings uh, and uh, been recording our after-action reports uh, weekly for a few months now. So I think I've got about 27 episodes of that out Um as a podcast, but other than that, uh, just really plowing at uh, games at home and nothing public. Okay, fair enough. Just want to give people the opportunity if they want to look into your stuff. And then before we get into today's show, just a couple quick notes. Very recently, I did a bonus episode of our podcast with Jay Dragon to talk about Kickstarter's recent announcement that they are going to move their back end services onto the blockchain and why that could or could not be possibly of concern for some people and how blockchain is somewhat tied intrinsically, it seems, to things like NFT and cryptocurrencies, which for some people is a big red flag. Ultimately, we, or at least I, came to the understanding that, yes, Kickstarter has done some things that cause people to be concerned about them, but at the moment, they're still the biggest game in town and that they're really... There is no way to live a, a, a perfect life, and then if you have a Kickstarter that you want to support, giving your support to that creator is probably worth more than the negative aspect of continuing to support Kickstarter. However, we have opened up the floodgates, as it were, for at least on this show, we are no longer going to limit the projects that we would cover to Kickstarter. So any crowdfunding campaign, whether it's on another service like GameFound or GameOn, Tabletop, and I know some people are doing kind of their own thing. They're just using their own resources or website. Any crowdfunded TTRPG campaign is eligible for us to consider. Having said that, I looked and I couldn't find any on any other service besides Kickstarter, at least for this episode that I wanted to cover. And I honestly only found two because usually we cover three per host that I wanted to highlight. So maybe it's just that time of the year. There's not a lot going on, but that's going to be the goal going forward. Each host will bring three, and they can come from anywhere that we we can find them. So uh, again, if you want to email us things to look into, it would be helpful, therpgacademy at gmail.com. Since I only have two this week, if you don't mind, Larry, will you go first? What is the first campaign you want to talk about? Uh, the first one I looked at that got my interest uh, is called Metroville, the super-powered RPG system. And I, I know there's a plethora of systems already out there, but I like the pitch of this one, and uh, it's on Kickstarter. 
And so I looked into it, read about it, watched a couple videos on it. They've got some things out on YouTube where you can see the characters being created, a couple interviews with the main creator of the game, uh, and it, it caught my interest. So uh, this one is going to be running, again, it's on Kickstarter, running up through February 10th, so there's plenty of time to get in, in on that one. Tyler Elliott is the name of the creator for this system. Uh, he's uh, up in Canada. It's the first Kickstarter he's uh, doing, but he's backed 11 of them, so he's been at least involved in that some, and it's always nice to see. Uh, the goal of this game is around $1,200 converted from from. Canadian, so it's twelve hundred American, and right now he's just hit fifty uh, percent on that. So uh, they're actually seven hundred dollars, so they're a, a little higher than I checked last time. And again, it's got twenty five days to go. So you know, I know on Kickstarter they tend to push heavy. You know, the first couple of days they want to get a big jump, and this one started off well, and hopefully, uh, you know, it, it can fund some of the. Uh, uh, Stretch goals they've got in here are themed character sheets, and they don't, honestly, the stretch goals, I didn't really see a lot that was like, wow, I really, you know, if they shoot for this one, that's going to really improve the game. The basic book he's looking at was about 120 pages. None of the actual stretch goals are going to affect the core book itself, it seemed. Okay. And he said it's completely written. He's been playtesting it for the last couple of years. So there's it's been through the ringer that way. They've got uh, some add-ons, though, that almost to me seem like they are like an equipment guide. And then he's got a sort of a rogues gallery of villains that are, mm-hmm. are both add-ons. And they're fairly inexpensive at, I think, 12 and $15 American for a printed version. Uh, cheaper version if you just want the PDFs. But those almost, to me, seem like that's something you should include in your core book. So that was a little bit of a, you know, maybe not a plus on this on this game. All right. Uh, this one would cost you $15 to get in for the PDF and uh, any of the digital stretch goals that they meet, um, which is pretty cheap, I thought. I mean, a lot of your PDFs now, you're running 20 bucks or something or, or more for a, a well-known game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got June as the expected finish date for the PDFs, and then just a sort of a vague late later on for printing of the physical objects, which you know is to be expected with this environment. You see so many delays because of shipping and and everything with paper shortages and stuff. Um, but the game itself, like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of superhero games out there, and I know you've mentioned yeah. like the old Marvel Phase Rip, and everybody seems everybody's got their favorite. Exactly, it's yeah. It, yeah. Try to revisit that one, and it's kind of like, Ew. but yep. he's put two years of playtesting into this one. It uses a, a D6 die pool, which you see a lot of games out there. So if you're into gaming, you're probably familiar with that one. But it's sort of his base ability plus your skill or your power. And that's how many D6s you get a roll, four and ups or successes. So the pool system's pretty simple. Um, the way they have it set up is he stresses the being able to design and build the character you want uh, with seven different origins to start with on how you got your powers. They've got a an inclusion of a little over 30 powers are in the, uh, the book right now. There's a trait section and a talent section to further 
sort of differentiate your character from other characters. So you can have changes, subtle changes to your, uh, through talents to your powers. And then your traits are work a lot. Like if you're familiar with the savage world's hindrances and edges where, you know, your character is particularly good at something, or they also have like a phobia. So, you know, using that system, he was, you know, trying to differentiate your character and also balance it out. So uh, you do have some points assigned to that, but it, the, the character building is fairly simple. And if you have a, a decent idea of your, in your head of what you want to go for, the 15 to 20 minutes, you can have a fully fleshed out character and you can go deeper if you want. You can also scale back and make simpler decisions if you just want to spend 10 minutes, get a game going, you know, for like a, a one shot or, or something mm -hmm. like that. So I thought it was nice uh, that way. It gave you a lot of ability to switch your characters up. But the only thing I didn't really get a good feel for is how the power scale works because he spe very specifically said there's sort there's like tiers in there where if you're fighting street level gangsters and things, that's where your powers are going to be. And then you, over time you will rank up. So you mm -hmm. do run a scale, but I don't know if it's set to handle Galactus all the way down to, right. you know, Peter Parker without Spider-Man powers or not. But that right, was right. one I, I saw, which at 50%, I was, you know, hoping, you know, hope good luck to this fella, you know, that they, they get their system uh, funded. And uh, yeah. again, the videos are nice. They have three or four videos. I, I was impressed with the way he spoke about it. It did seem like he put a lot of work in uh, preparing this and it's not just some, you know, project off the shelf. Well, like I said, uh, currently at $700 on a goal of just under 1200 converted 25 days to go. I think they're probably going to fund, uh, you know, there are exceptions in some of like the bigger IPs, people who, you know, come with huge, um, like, you know, if, if come on does a new mini it's different than like if I do something, but generally speaking, you need to hit 50% on the first day. Like that's, that's what I have always been sort of my trigger for if a campaign will be successful is if it hits 50% if it hits 50 on day one, it will probably get there. So I think they have a really good shot at getting there. I do love superhero RPGs. My second game ever, uh, my first RPG ever was D&D. &D. My second was Marvel, that old face rip game, which is bad, but I love it because of the nostalgia factor. A couple things that are concerning to me about this one is that is a really low goal. Like $1,200 for a book, it, it looks, again, I didn't see it before you started talking. I've just been skimming over it. But it sounds like this money is just going to be for, like, finishing the art and edit, which is which is fair. But I don't see how they have any profit margin at all on this book. I'm afraid they're going to end up going in the hole if they, they do too well. But I did notice that their shipping is also really high. Um, the estimated shipping for the book in the U.S. is like $16. It should be like 5 to send a media, like a 120-page book in the mail should be $5. So I don't know if, and I'm not going to say they're doing anything intentionally wrong. I don't know if this is like they're padding their budget that way or if because they're coming from Canada. Because like if I send a book, it's $5. It may be different if I send it to Canada. I don't know. But even internally in Canada, it's $13. CAD, which is like about 15 bucks US. So that's really high for shipping on, on what they say they're shipping. So I don't know. It's just, I don't, I'm again, I'm not going to assume they're being dishonest, but that seems a little bit weird to me. The, the, you're right. The shipping does seem a little, that definitely seems off for what you're getting from it. Um, and I was a little bit, I thought the pricing of the book, the actual product itself to me seemed kind of inexpensive. Or at least I thought it was a little on the cheap side. So uh, yeah, the, it's a low goal and it does seem like, I mean, he said the, 
the writing of the rules is essentially done, that they are, like you said, art, and they're going th- through some editing. So it, it, mm-hmm. it yeah, having pulling, pulling that project off for $1,200 does seem like your artists aren't really going to be making much or, or your editors. Or it could be that this is someone, again, maybe they, I'm not saying they're wealthy, but maybe they have a solid job. This isn't something they do for a living. This is like a vanity project and they just want to get it out into the world, which I can completely understand as someone who's working on my own game. Uh, so maybe that's what it is. So again, I won't uh, assume any ill intention and I hope they do well. I hope they fund. Um, so yeah. So anything else on this one before we move on? Uh, Tyler, like I said, if, uh, he's in Canada, and uh, he did say that he is a, a full-time teacher there. So mm. this is uh, something about uh, working on it during the weekends, playtesting on the weekends, and everything. So it, you know, side project definitely, but you know, much luck to them. Alrighty. So for my first project, I went with a game. It's a it's a card game called Sink or Swim. This is from Bezer Games, which I'm, I know mostly from like the Werewolf game. So this is an established game company. This is the 17th campaign they have created. They've backed over 200. It's a very clean campaign. There's essentially only one pledge goal. There's the pledge without a reward level, and then there's a $20. This is the game. You'll get it. Uh, shipping will be added later. And anybody who's listened to any of my shows for a while probably has heard me say that Hanabi is my favorite game ever. I hold by that. I absolutely love to play Hanabi. It's, it really is my favorite card game. I, I think I like role-playing games more, but if I'm going to play a board game card game, Hanabi is always at the top of my list. And Hanabi is a sort of like a social, not social, it's a uh, limited information communication game. And there was a game that came out recently called The Crew, Quest for Planet Nine, which works on some similar type of mechanics where you have people that have to work together and each person has to know what they need to do based off of limited information and you're only allowed to share information in similar ways. So this game is being sold that it's sort of like The Crew, which is sort of like Hanabi. Hanabi is my favorite game. So I was instantly intrigued. And basically what you're doing is each of the players, I think it plays three to six, you are on a synchronized swim team and you are trying to essentially improv a routine perfectly. So you are playing cards based off of the limited information that you have so that your cards will sync up and your performance will be you know, well-received, very similar to the fireworks theming of uh, Hanabi, game of my favorite games. Uh, it, it comes with a free app that you can download that will manage the game for you, which I think is, again, that comes because it's from Bezer Games. It's, this isn't just some person who's doing this out of the garage. Um, and there are twists that get added. So there may be, like I've looked at some of the videos, it may say, okay, everyone pass your cards to the left. So you thought you knew what you were doing. You know what you know, and now you have completely different cards. I don't know enough about how the game actually would work to know how that would specifically impact the strategy, but I can understand it in Hanabi. If I suddenly had to pass cards around or something like that, that would be confusing. Uh, so it seems pretty cool. 20 bucks for this game sounds, honestly, sounds a little high since shipping is added later because like, you can buy Hanabi off Amazon for 12 to 15 bucks, but Amazon is also destroying the world. So what the hell do I know? <laughs> um, but it seems like it's a lot of fun. I like the videos. It's from a, an established company. I have no doubt that they're going to fulfill their obligations. It's already funded. So the goal was 5,000. They hit just over 5,000. There's still 25 days to go. 
So if you are interested at all about that, I think this is just about a guaranteed thing and something that should be pretty fun at the table. Yeah, I see what's included with the uh, the twenty dollar pledge there, and you get a lot of cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, familiar somewhat with the Hanabi game you mentioned there, I think I played it at uh, from the uh, from the uh, where you lend out the games at a catacon uh, mm-hmm. at not the last one, but the the one last one I was at. And yeah, yeah, that was a neat game with the fireworks. But this, it's nice that they have the app to help you uh, along flow through gameplay. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that's a, a an established company that obviously uh, has put this together and knows what they're doing here. That's nice. Yeah. So I just found it looks like the estimated shipping in the U.S. is $9, which, is, again, is, is high for what that box probably will be. Right. But in Canada, it's $20, which is high. And it goes up from there into other countries. But so, that's, I mean, so basically you're paying 29 bucks for a game, which I think probably, again, if I'm buying Hanabi, that's pretty expensive. But I don't think it's out of bounds either for a a game that many cards and what could be, uh, you know, become your favorite game. I think 30 bucks is probably an okay price. All right. So that's sink or swim 25 days left to go on that. As of this recording, Uh, Larry, what is your second game you wanted to cover or campaign? Does it have to be a game? (laughs) The next one I had, uh, you know, I guess uh, you did mention earlier at one point, the TTRPGs and seems like that tends to be where I settle my interest at. Um, but this one is called On the Edge of Wilderland, and uh, it's running through February 9th. Uh, Brian Larch is the creator of this one. It's his first created one, and he's only got um, another one that he's backed. But this has a low goal of $2,000, which it just crossed over. A stretch mm-hmm. goal. The only stretch goal mentioned in this one is at $2,800. He's wanting to be able to put money towards creating a second one of these, which essentially uh, the way he puts forth is like a sandbox. It's got specific adventures in it, but it details a setting area of a fantasy style county, a little bit, you know, a large section of land with uh, roving bands of different creatures in it and landmarks and an established uh, government that's got everything in place. So um, it's meant to be lined up however you want to play it. But here's some, the basics of this area. And it's specifically written along with the old Osric standard books, which is what a reimagining of the first edition advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So if you're looking to play it for five, fifth edition or fourth or third or whatever, there's going to be some conversion involved, but same basic roots here. Uh, it's got a relatively low $10 PDF entry. Expected delivery on this for the electronic format is in May of uh, 22. So just a few months down the road and uh hopefully wanting to deliver the physical versions june or july that that seems like it's a kind of a pipe dream you know i don't think that would be done on time but um it's got three separate adventures that make up the it can be used as one shots or it has suggestions on how to tie them in together it gives a complete area overview sort of uh, also some guidelines how to run it as a West Marches campaign where you can have different groups roaming around in there and then reporting back what they find. So it's more of a sandbox where, you know, this is what the, these areas have this. You go look for them. And then of, there's some tables and whatnot that you can go uh, if you want to run into your random things, you know, uh, different encounters that, that are unplanned. 
So it's definitely, uh, like I said, Osric compatible, Dungeon and Dragons based. This is uh, his first project. He's got some sketches up. He's got artists involved with this. So they're having professionally dungeon maps done. And from the art that I did see in there that was shown, it looks nice. Um, I don't know how much there is going to be and is not an actual page count to the book. So I'm not sure how big of a tome you're looking at here. Um, but the guy... Uh, is running his his game has been run for years and years and he's basing it off his home game but he's a creator that lives here in west virginia my home state so that's one of the reasons i checked into it but also it it just it hit its goal so i was you know happy to put this one up here to take a look at it yeah uh, this is pretty interesting as well i I've never seen this before. I'm, it's probably something that has happened before. I've just missed it. But they have a limited number of physical copies. So like the $25 base physical version of the, the pledge, you can only do 100 of those, which is actually kind of smart for something because this is a zine. This is a, or a, yeah, a zine. This part, I don't know if it thinks part of zine quest or whatever, but it's a zine. So it's a small you know, pamphlet-y type of game. So I think having a limited number of physical copies makes sense. There's some additional physical, like there's a higher level for like a signed copy. There's a higher level with like a signed, autographed, you know, numbered copy. But for the most part, 25 bucks gets you the physical copy, but there's only 100 available. But then the PDF version is unlimited. That's a pretty smart way to do that. Maybe again, I haven't looked at a lot of the zines, so maybe that's common for them. But uh, yeah, this looks kind of interesting. This looks like the sort of thing that I should have been doing for the last 10 years. Uh, you know, I have all these different campaigns <laughs> that have always died. Uh, I should probably take some of them and try to turn them into modules so somebody would get to play through them. Uh, so yeah, I have no problem with this. I, again, it's already funded, so hopefully everything comes through. People get what they want, and uh, maybe this dude can go on and make some more stuff. All for that. I've got a question since you've uh, you know dealt with your own uh, Kickstarters and have more experience overall in this. The pledge levels to me, you go from here's my book and I will send it to you. You know, it's going to be twenty five dollars plus the shipping and stuff down there. Now. For an unknown author to double that to $50 for me to sign this, that blew my mind. I don't understand where the justify, where you would think, you know, that, I, I, that doesn't make sense to me. So I've never actually produced a game. Again, I'm in the process. I haven't got to the Kickstarter portion of that yet, but that's something I'm going to deal with soon. But I have talked to several people who have in various different, you know, through our show and tell episodes and stuff. And one of the things that multiple people have told me is you want to give people the opportunity to give you money. And that's that's all it is. Like sometimes you'll see these Kickstarters that's like $15 for the book, and there's like a $600 I'll fly to your house and run a game for you level. They don't actually expect people to do that, but you put it there just in case. So who knows? You know, this guy may become the next Keith Baker or Matthew Mercer. Maybe people love this campaign. You know, maybe he's like a, a Rembrandt. You know, his first, I'm sure the first Rembrandt wasn't held to high levels, but by the time the dude was done and died, Pam important. So, you know, maybe he's just shooting a shot. I I agree with you. I would certainly not pay $50 for this guy to, to sign it, but if someone will, then it's worth putting it on there. And let's check. Uh, so far, one person has. So again, that's $50 he wouldn't have had otherwise. <laughs> that that makes sense. It's just... Uh. Now, one th I, I, did, I did not mention this initially. You, you have a pledge level two to get a subscription to the Flipping and Turning magazine, which is uh, adds a year subscription in, a door, in addition to his product. But he did mention that that's where he has submitted some um, 
some other uh, adventures and items too. And that's kind of what got his start thinking he could publish his own thing. So I'm not familiar with the magazine though at all. I'm not either, but I, that's kind of a smart marketing thing. I think that, you know, if you can combine with an established publication like that, like, Hey, you know, you, you pay a little extra, but you get this subscription. That's, that's a pretty smart, I think, um, com- partnership. It looks like three people have backed at that level. Uh, and then there's also the $125, which is like the top tier where it doesn't look like he's going to fly to your house, but they will run games for you online. Three people have backed at that level as well. So yeah, he's just trying to give people an opportunity to give you money and it seems to be working a little bit. I mean, he's funded. So congratulations, Brian. All right. So my next one is kind of a cheat. Um, I realize now my mistake and I do want to apologize. I'm not going to change it now. But when I was looking at campaigns, apparently I had limited it to U.S. only because I noticed that none of the ones I saw were outside of the U.S. and that your first one was in Canada. So that's probably why I was having a hard time finding anything. Uh, but I still would have picked this one anyway, so I don't, I don't want to confuse that. But this is Maricopa Con number nine. And this is very much an Akatacon type thing. So this is a local convention. It's in Arizona. They are using Kickstarter to fund it. Uh, you know, I read through, this is their ninth year. Last year was our ninth year, except it was actually our eighth because we skipped a year, but we're not going to worry about that. Uh, so as soon as I saw this, I'm like, okay, I got to help this this guy out. This is exactly what I do with the Catacon every year. They have already funded. They still have 30 days to go. They had a $7,000 goal, which is right, right in line where Catacon often is. Um, so if you're not in Arizona, probably not for you. But if you can just go throw 5 or $10 at this project just to help this person, and this, I'm sure there's a group. Whenever I do a catacon, it's my name on there, but it would not happen without a whole bunch of people around me helping. 5 or 10 bucks just to help this group continue to do this thing. Uh, it just the, the a catacon in me was like, I want to help this person if I can. Maybe they don't need it. Again, they've been doing it successfully for a while. But if any, if even one person goes and throws an extra five or 10 bucks at this campaign to help them fund, it would warm my heart. So yeah, uh, if you're near Arizona or willing to travel, again, Catacon, people travel from other countries. I've had people come from other countries for a Catacon. Who knows who's coming to this thing? Uh, but go check it out. It's MaricopaCon number nine. Uh, again, they've already backed 30 days to go. I think the actual event is in August. So if you're in Arizona or could be in Arizona around the uh, around August, might be worth checking out. All right. And then, Larry, what is your third? Um, I'm going to follow up on that Maricopa Con. That sounds uh, mm. neat. That That's definitely a worthy – I don't want to call it a cause because it's – you know, you get what you pay for there, but uh, – you're right. That's neat. Um, uh, the last one I had to cover today uh, was it's it's a card game called Adorablins, and the Adorablins mm. are represented. At first, I thought they were kind of like Pokemon, but uh, they're little 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 goblins that aren't so different from you and I. At least is what they're trying to tell you there. But it comes like uh, it's very small. Everything's in one package, and it's uh, the size of a mint tin, like an Altoids or something. So you've got small cards and small dice. Everything is, is in there. And uh, I thought it was just a neat little card game to try out. Um, got some, some video on it. But uh, right now it's running through the 3rd of February. Uh, February. 
Tim Devine is the creator from this, and he's the first one he's created. He's been backing. He's got 47 other ones that he has backed, but he's also involved with the publishing company for this game, and so he's helped on a couple of their other Kickstarters, too. Um, okay. So he's got some experience there. Um, I think it's Lightman Games as the publisher, but uh, the goal is $4,700, and they're now sitting just under 14000 so they're way past that. Some of their stretch goals are um, you start with an initial number of six of these little adorablins that you would pick as, you know, I'm going to play as this adorablin, and they all have certain names, the Weaver, the Baker, the Defender, etc. And they have a set of four abilities. And this game is played out sort of a variation on the Powered by the Apocalypse rules. So you've got your, your stat there is on the card, and then you pick a companion that goes with you, and they will have an improvement for you some way. And they have a little, a bunch of these little tokens. Some of them are snack tokens. Some of them are um, condition tokens. So whenever you're going through, you can play from, it says you need a, uh, a game master like an MC for this. And there's cards for the MC to run, prompts for them to run your little adorablins through an adventure. So... Uh, I'll get the the numbers out of the way first, though. There's um, they've already unlocked a couple new of the adorablins, a couple new companions, and there's an upgrade to the adventure pack, which is an add-on which gives you additional adventure cards and conditions and things in there. So um, several of those have been unlocked. Uh, it's nine dollars for you can to get the PDF digital version, which lets you print out everything at home and you can have the complete kit if you just want to cut it out yourself and, you know, play it digitally like that. It's expected to be delivered in March, uh, September for the physical shipping products, assuming you get, go ahead and go for the all in for the little tins. Mm -hmm. It's uh let's see, $19 to get the 10 or I'm uh, sorry, 14 for the physical. And then I also throw in the digital version of that. Um, it's, a really neat system. They have a nice layout of how they've got everything put out, and they talk to you about the one player is going to be the narrator, and they give you prompt cards for that. So this seems like a very friendly game to play. It's actually designed for relatively young kids, you know, under 10 and up. Um, of course, adults can play this too. It's got everything in the little box that you w would need to play the game. It includes two dice and, you know, the old Powered by the Apocalypse game, just you roll your 2d6 plus your stat. So they tell you how to do all that. If you go through and you're trying to complete um, a little task, which again, the narrator's prompted to give you these tasks and play out a story. So if you fail in your task, then you have a condition that you put over that. Uh, they call it a skill, but it's like like your ability or stat here. And in which case, unless you get yourself a snack, then you can't use that stat again until you've uh, you know freed that up. And the easiest way to do that is uh, by using the snack tokens, which is almost like a, a Benny here that will let you get a re-roll or wake up a companion that's asleep. So it's it's sort of board gamey card gamey but it's mainly a you take on the role of one of these adorable and so it's you know a role playing game here with uh, the dice mechanics of the PBTA like i said they passed through they've funded at almost 14,000 so they're they're knocking away their stretch goals which uh, a lot of um uh, several days left still in this one it just it looks cool i've went ahead and backed this one because i want to try it out it looks fun i like the cuteness, they're like a sort of chibi looking little goblins. Um, I'm interested in how it's uh, going to play out. And I think it'll be fun to play just around the table, like a simple short card game. 
Very, very cool. Yeah, I, I think it looks adorable as well. It's, it's a great name. The packaging looks clean. This looks like a a project from, an like I said, an established company, even though this might be their first one they have worked with Lightman Games. Everything about this just looks neat. Uh, and then there's actually a $35 pledge level as well, which comes with a with the, like, the RPG full versions, the RPG kit. So yeah, so it's RP, the kids RPG pack adorbons for $35. And then you have the $14 mint 10, 19 for the mint pen plus an adventure pack. So all those price points seem very reasonable to me. This looks really well put together. I think my kids maybe are now, they've aged out just a little bit, but this is definitely something I, I would have seen that would have been really fun for them just a couple of years ago. And I don't know, maybe still might be. Yeah, the shipping on this one is fairly low too, like $3 if you're, you know, U.S. Yeah, I, say, I did say these are estimates because they, you know, shipping might change. But yeah, that's a that's a very reasonable estimate for something, again, because you're looking, talking about something the size of an Altoid 10. It shouldn't yeah. be that expensive. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's a very reasonable price point as well. So, yeah. yeah, unless you kick out on up to the, get the uh, Questlings RPG, you know, that's a fuller size game. And then yeah. that that's also put out by that uh, the same publishing company. But like. yeah, this one kind of excited me, honestly. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it. And when, when's the uh, estimate? So September is the... Uh, For the physical, physical stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad at all. All right. Uh, and for me, my third is just an honorable mention because we actually did a full show and tell episode with them recently. It's the Mage Forge Kickstarter by Nerdarchy. They are at 27,000, almost 28,000 on a goal of 25. So they have already funded. As of recording, they have a little over two weeks to go. Uh, this is a set of tarot sized cards, 250 of them, with magic items that they i think come from their games they have created these magic items that are 5e compatible uh so again if you want more information we have an entire show and tell episode with the with uh, two of the creator designers i'll put the links of that into the show notes there will be links for all of the projects we covered here today as well as um larry's podcast if he wants me to throw that on there as well so you can go and check out any of these campaigns if you do please let them know that we sent you there just say, hey, I found you because of Econ Fundamentals from the RPG Academy. Wanted to support you if you leave them a comment or a personal message because uh, it will help our show gather a little bit of um, gravitas in the industry. And I'll be honest, we actually had somebody send us some free stuff a while back because they found out that we uh, covered their show on our sh or their campaign on our show. And they were very grateful and they sent us a free copy of the game, which got added to the Catacon game library. And that was really cool as well. Uh, but before we go, one of the last things that we like to do here is what I call the Going Last Memorial Pickstarter. Going Last was one of my favorite RPG or TTRPG podcasts. I absolutely loved that show. Unfortunately, it has pod faded. Both of the, the hosts have had moved on. And, and they're still doing things in the industry, but that, that show has gone away. And they used to do a Kickstarter segment, which is kind of what gave me the inspiration to do this one. And what they would do at the end of every show, they would say that if you had all the imaginary money in the world, so price points do not matter. I don't have to worry about if I back this Kickstarter, do my kids get to eat next week? So I have all the imaginary <laughs> money I want in the world, and I can back any of the Kickstarters that any of us have talked about today, but I can only pick one of them. And all the others will now become unable. I can never, not only can I not back them, I can never play them. Because they are gone from existence as far as I'm concerned. So with that in mind, Larry, out of all the ones we've covered today, what would be your Pickstarter? I'm, I'm going to stick to the adorable ones because I can put it in my pocket and take it with me. 
And and like I said, I'm that's the one I'm most excited about. Uh, it's not the money on that one; it, it wasn't that expensive. But doggone it, that's that's where I'm putting my cash. Okay, I'm like fifty one forty nine. <laughs> Forty nine to Adorblins. I think that is. I just. I love that campaign. I love everything about it. I hope they do fantastic. But that fifty one percent is going to sink or swim because if I can get another Hanabi level game in my life, my life will be great because I love Hanabi and I really like the quest. And if this is anything like either of those, it's probably going to come one of my top ten games. I'm going to see it on the table all of the time. And twenty buck for the game plus. Whatever shipping, I think, is very reasonable. I have not backed that game yet, but I probably will back it with my actual money before uh, the day is out. So, Larry, thank you so much for joining me, buddy. I really appreciate it. Now, anyone who's listening, if you've listened before, you may know that there used to be a third co-host, JVC. We are still trying to get JVC to come back. There's his life has changed drastically in the last couple of years. The time, and he's also in the UK, so the the time zone thing is a little bit weird. So we're not sure if JVC is going to be able to return uh, for the future episodes, but we're going to try. But going forward, it'll be Larry and I until that changes. Uh, the goal is to do this every other week. We record these on Sundays currently, so every other week. Um, so once again, please, if you have a campaign that you are either part of or you just support and want extra eyes on it please email us at the rpg academy at gmail.com let us know we'll not promise anything but if you put something in front of us there's a really good chance it will get um get to the show or has a higher chance of getting to the show any final words from you larry before we sign off i uh was was really anxious to get uh, started back up again this used to be a really fun weekly project i think it was weekly wasn't it when you used to do it um i, I it was weekly or bi-weekly right now I, it's gonna be bi-weekly i can't i can't handle it weekly <laughs> i i'm so glad to hear that because i'm in the same boat but yeah i i also uh i i do hope uh, we're able to get uh, jvc involved but understandably so the, the guy's busy but this was very uh it's sort of eye-opening, especially with, like the way you started out the show with the things that are going on with Kickstarter. We're, I mean, it's only reasonable to look elsewhere, at least at this point, to see what other platforms may be emerging that to to you know to take people that don't want to deal with them anymore, and also just to mm-hmm. see how Kickstarter's going. So you know, economics, uh, fundamentals, it's got a lot to do with. It's all about the money as far as this goes. Funding your projects, getting your projects seen. So, you know, what's the best way to do that moving forward? Fantastic. You tell well, thank me. Thank you for joining me, Larry. I really appreciate it. I'll see you in a couple weeks, buddy. And then for, again, where can people find you online? If they want to come hang out with you on Twitter, where can they go? Twitter is Mumfrey999, and that uh, is where I spend most of my time, except for at the RPG Academy uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at uh, the RPG Academy on Twitter. I do have an RPG Academy Discord. It is invite only, but we'll invite anyone. You just have to ask. We made it public originally, and a whole bunch of jerks jumped in. We're spamming stupid stuff, so we had to ban them all. Uh, so now we just do it. So if you want to join, it's probably my favorite place on the internet right now because it's a very small community, but it's all the people who like our show, so they kind of get what we do. We talk a lot about Marvel TV shows, all, all the Disney Plus stuff, other stuff, Peacemaker. Uh, we have channels for fitness where we just got motivate each other, talk about what we're doing, food channels, pet channels, all the stuff that you would expect in like a TTRPG community Discord, but it's lovely people and it's small. So if you're interested in joining that, please let me know and I'll send you the invite. Otherwise, check out any of the other various shows we do at the RPG Academy. If you like anything to do with role-playing games or board 
board games, we probably have something on our on our site that might interest you, whether it be actual plays, game theory, interviews with designers, this show, and whatever else hell I come up with in the next couple of weeks because I keep coming up with new show ideas. So with that, we will say goodbye. But remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.